Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is Dan Enriquez. And I'm Martin Burgess. And this is The Lamely Meeting. A podcast dedicated to the wonderful world of Mariah Carey. Where we break down all things Mimi. The short skirts. The big hair. Whatever. So, grab a splash, sit back, and get ready to lamb out. Hey, lambs. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. We're in the final stretch of season one. It's like um, we're running to home base here or something. Is that what they say in the sports world? I think so. Okay. Running it on home. Swinging it on home. Yeah, that. (laughs) Here we are. So we're almost to the end of season one here. We're Mm going to do a two-part. Mm-hmm. Two parter of Music Box. Yeah, so we're doing, we're talking about the first half of the album and stuff around it today. And then we're going to do Next the second week half. We'll finish it on up. Kind of the Music Box era, right? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. What was going on back in 1993? Oh, oh the memories. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Yeah. We also have um, a little special exclusive to the Lamley meeting, and we're going to bring it up in moments. But last week we spoke about American Idol. Uh, the season that Mariah was on. Judging. Judging. And we reached out to Lazaro. We all remember Lazaro, right? We know Lazaro. Yes. He was. Uh, uh, he made it to the top, top ten. Yeah. Was he top seven, I think? I think he, he, yeah, pretty, I think he was top seven. Yeah. So we reached out to him. To see what he's up to. And he got back to us. So yeah. We got a little Q&A that we're going to read Q&A, out. A little Q&A. See, we're going to catch up. Uh, where are they now moment. Yeah. That's going to be in moments. Um, so stay tuned. And, yeah. some exciting stuff. And of course we have Lamb Mail. Um, and also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for some special stuff. And you know how we love iTunes. We love it the most. We love it the most. Uh-huh. We love those reviews. But find us at Lamely Meeting, and we're also going to post the full Q&A with Lazaro on there. Yes, on Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Yeah. We're on Facebook, y'all. We're mm-hmm. face- we got all of that. All around. Um, anyway, so that's coming up. Yes. We got a jam-packed show. Yeah. We love that. Uh-huh. Um, was your week jam-packed? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, mine neither. Well, we had Valentine's Day. We had Valentine's Day. It was on a weekend that was absolutely freezing. The coldest uh, I've ever experienced. Not in I. In New York City. I, I'm from Chicago. You, you know my Chicago lambs out there, they can attest mm-hmm. that 16 degrees mm-hmm. is nothing. Because it got like 16 degrees. Fahrenheit. Maybe like 10 degrees here. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Um, in Chicago, it will it will start at negative five, and with the wind chill, it'll be like negative twenty five. Wow, disgusting! That's crazy. Yeah, so we um, lived through it though. I didn't leave my house, so I didn't have to worry about it. Well, for <laughs> our um, Celsius listeners who use that like system, the rest of the world, yeah. <laughs> um, it got down to minus twenty Celsius, which is super super cold. I've never had it that cold. The coldest I ever was was last year, and it got down to minus sixteen. 
Oh my god. Uh, and previous to that, I had only felt minus fourteen. <laughs> but that was extreme. But last year, I went out just to experience what minus sixteen is. I was out there for at least thirty seconds, and I was like, okay, this is not horrible. Something happened when I got inside. The cold had gone into my bones. Yeah, that does happen so quickly, and I've never felt it that deep in my bones. It's crazy, right? It's, it's like a scary cold. I mean, I'm very used to it. If you ever see me walking down the street, mm-hmm. I probably have a small coat on, yeah. and it's probably not zipped up. Uh-huh. I definitely don't have a hat on. If I have gloves, they're fingerless, uh-huh. and very rarely do I wear, wear a scarf. Right. So like people are like, what is this crazy person doing? Yeah. I'm just very used to walking around in the cold and I would uh-huh. never be out for more than 10 minutes in the cold. Yeah. So why would I bundle up Yeah. if I'm only going out for 10 minutes, no matter where I'm going, even if I'm going just to the subway, mm-hmm. like it's 10 minutes, I, I can deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting used to it, but this weekend was extreme yeah. cold. Minus 20. So that was pretty bad. Hopefully we won't have to do that anymore. I think it's over. I think we made it through the... I think the winter the, is the over. The cold. Yes. We made it through the cold. We made it through the cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, this was, was the Grammys week. Well, that was Valentine's weekend. That was Valentine's weekend. And the Grammys. And then the Grammys came. Normally, I love the Grammys, but it's, for the past few years, it's just... Bleak. Bleak. I mean, it's really been bleak for the lambs since 1996, but... Well, we had our emancipation moment. We did have our emancipation moment. But then we were robbed. We were robbed once again. Yes, she won all her categories in R&B, but that doesn't matter. She should have won Song and Record of the Year. The evidence is clear that she had the song. Still has. And the Record of the Year, a.k.a. the Decade. Yeah. The Grammys are crazy. Why don't they go back and just make a correction? They should give her, like, a special achievement award or a special, like, bitch, we've done you so dirty over the years. Yeah. You deserve this one-of-a-kind special Grammy. (laughs) Yes. Right? I have a whole bunch. I want to start a petition because Mariah's been done dirty by them so much. I mean, if I were you too, I would have just said, Mariah, we're sorry, take it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? These people Uh, are stupid. Yeah. Mariah, come up here and get your award, girl. I would have been, if I was born, I would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But anyway, so we had that, but there was nothing special this year. Mm-mm. So. I mean, there was the Gaga tribute to um, Bowie. Right. That was Fairly okay. Fairly decent. I would have liked it if it was a multiple artist Yeah, tribute. those always seem to work better. I think so. I mean, she looked good. She definitely she definitely gave us a good impersonation of, of Bowie. Yeah. I, I would have liked something more from her mm-hmm. interpretation of Bowie instead of impersonation Mm -hmm. but she was good either way yeah yeah but i feel like he influenced a lot of people it would have been nice to see more people just give a little tribute to him at the same time yeah normally when they do tributes to like anybody yeah it's usually more than one person yeah i don't know then adele heard her her singing accident her rockefeller moment (laughs) (laughs) but i think she was set up martin i think the grammy producers set her up really yes Look at the setting. Just look at the stage. Mm. She's out in the middle, mm-hmm. and there is this bright spotlight on the back of her where she's so washed out you can't even see her. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, something happened with the music and the mics, mm-hmm. and like things were just off. Mm-hmm. Yes, technical issues happen, but they didn't happen to anyone else that night. Mm-hmm. Just saying, if mm-hmm. the Grammys get a moment to do you dirty, they're going to do you dirty. That's all I'm saying. 
I love everybody. Well, why isn't everybody out to get blood from her? That happened to Mariah. Right. Oh, my God. She re-dragged across the universe yeah. and, you know, burned at the stake. Yeah. Gosh. Anyway. You see how people are? These Grammys are nonsense. They really are. They're just promotion and marketing now. It's like it doesn't even represent real talent nah. for the most part. Who else was there? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody. Taylor Swift won. Which was a shame, a crying shame, even though I do love that album. I, she can't be winning all those awards when the bitch can't sing. Mm. That's mm -hmm. just my point of view. I don't even know who was up for record of the okay, year. Okay, you gotta give us a moment. Who else? I'm for oh, you know what I want to talk about real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Love, love her show, Whatever. love everything. But that Megan Trainer like did not cute, deserve moment, Best New Artist. Moment, she got Best New Artist? got Best New Artist. Uh -oh, Tori Kelly should have got Best moment, New Artist. Huh. That made me real mad. And that's when I knew I could stop watching this show right now because this is all a joke. Even though I love all about that bass and this, that, and the other, Tori Kelly Kelly actually is real talent. I feel like All About My Bass was like 10 years ago now. It probably was the way they do these, you know, cutoff dates and whatnot. But whatever. Uh -huh. I, Tori Kelly, I feel you, girl. Mm -hmm. You were you were robbed. Do you know who else was at um, the Grammys? Beyonce. Oh, yeah. She did make an appearance. She looked good in the dress. Queen Bee. But let's get to moments because we have more Beyonce Mariah talk. Yes. Okay, you got to give us a moment. I'm waiting for my... Moment get. Thank we you. share moments whenever. Transitional moment, like a fun, you know, cute remix moment, an amazing moment, but I'm also featuring moments for you. Uh oh, I need a camouflage in moment, a genius moment, a short moment. I've been waiting for this moment the whole day. Moment. So here we are with moments. Okay, well, Beyonce's beehive is infiltrating the moments situation. I know. Like, the beehive is just buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. Uh-huh. Um, but the two queens did come together at yeah. a charity event, so... Yeah, I mean, so she's been approved. Yeah, she's definitely been approved. <laughs> Beyond, this is Beyonce approved, or Mariah approved Beyonce talk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she's really, I mean, with the Super Bowl and the video and everything, she's, she's really on, she's, she's taking over everything. Yeah, but which is a very smart move. I feel like she always takes over, then she fades away. People get over it real quick. Yeah, but I don't think so because um, everyone's so crazy. She's starting a tour now. Yeah, and it's like literally right around the corner. It's like I think it starts in April or May. She is changing the industry. She really. She's is. She's like ditched the whole "I got to sell CDs" thing, and it's all about big hits on social media and sell tour yeah. tickets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what the that's what the industry is coming to. That's where it's gone. Who, I mean, whoever her team is, they're doing it right because mm -hmm. like they have everybody talking. I know, but I keep saying, Mariah, just call her up and ask her for some advice. Like, right? Take some notes. I mean, why not? It's not music it's, box days anymore. It, true, it's we're not in 1993 anymore. Yeah. It's a new and Mariah knows this though. She's spoken on the state of the music industry many times. Yeah, not in a great length, but she definitely has voiced her dislike, her displeasure, her displeasure, her disdain. She knows it's dying. I remember she in one of her speeches. She yeah. said, I think it was the BET Honors or something. She's like, this is a dying industry. It really, especially for songwriters. Yeah. Especially. Uh-huh. Um, and crushed every little I mean, girl's dream right then and then. Right? <laughs> it's a mess. But Beyonce is one of the few that's actually doing it. She's, like, making it work because she has a really strong team behind her. Yep. And uh, more power to her. Did you like her Super Bowl performance? The, the recent one? Um, 
I thought it was good. I thought it was decent. I thought she swooped in and saved Coldplay. Oh, she definitely saved the show. She was yeah. the highlight of the show. Bruno was good too. Bruno's okay, but I could give or take. Coldplay was so boring. I But I like a couple of Coldplay songs though. I have a couple of their songs, but just watching, like after their first song, was like cute. Then when they're like two or three songs into that medley, I was like, is this all the same song? Yeah, they do sound very similar. It was just too, too slow. So it was good to include Beyonce because they definitely spiced it up and... yeah. You know, they had their moment. But you know what I was thinking, though? When, you know, sort of after, like, the three of, of them all performed, and they did, like, a little montage mm-hmm. of, like, because it was, like, the 50th year of the Super Bowl. They left Mariah There was out. no Mariah. Yeah. She always gets left out of that She stuff. always gets left out of that stuff. Like, they showed everybody else, of course, like, Whitney, mm-hmm. R.I.P., bitch. Everybody was like, Whitney! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what about Mariah? Her? I mean, in all, let's be, in all fairness, Whitney's Star Spangled Banner is, like, the, uh, like, yeah, um, the the standard the, the standard set. like yeah. that's like that's when they teach you how to sing the star spangled banner that's yeah. what you you're learned yeah or you're taught um but mariah's to me is As second good. Yeah. it is really second uh-huh. and i think mariah's is more original yeah than whitney's even though whitney's saying the shit out of it uh-huh. i'm just saying mm-hmm. and i also love kelly clarkson's too <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but she got left out of that montage she didn't that was very unfair and nobody seemed to notice that and i was a little I did notice that. Okay, I noticed it. I wasn't happy. But what is it? Like, why do people just look over her? I don't like know. The, like I, the Grammys. Why do they just look over her? I really think it has... I don't... Okay, if you really want to go there, I, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why right now. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. No, this is me. my theory. We need to we This need is to like this seriously out. my theory of why Mariah is overlooked in a lot of ways. And she's not taken serious as a songwriter, mm. as an artist, especially nowadays. Um... I really think it's because she is so feminine. Yeah. She is the girliest of girls, and I love that. Yeah. I mean, I learned all my moves from her. <laughs> I've said, but here's I think the I've thing. said before, she's hyper-feminine. Hyper-feminine, and people are turned off by that. Yeah. Very much so. Because if you look at people like yeah. Madonna or Janet, even though they're not doing the best that they could be doing, uh-huh. they are still respected more because they have that harder edge to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not walking around in glittering gowns the mm-hmm. way Mariah is. Mm-hmm. And I think people, because there is some sort of edge and masculinity to both of those females Mm -hmm. and a lot of other females, Beyonce, Mm -hmm. Rihanna, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. people just see them as more serious, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But that's why I think Mariah's overlooked in a lot of things. They're like, Oh, that little Trixie, whatever. That's good. That, that really um, highlights the deep rooted sexism in cult in, in, in any culture society. in american culture yeah. for sure around the world and uh, oh definitely around the world because it's obviously much worse in certain countries than yeah. it is here but you would think in such a, a country that is so sexualized mm-hmm. that they would like embrace that but they really don't yeah. it's like femininity yeah but no, they they don't. I think that's definitely one a major component. I think of it's it. a major component. Because look at when really she goes do. to Steve Harvey and he tells her to put some clothes on. Right? Like, wh- who are you talking to? Yeah. What are you talking about? What's it? It's not your business. This ain't your wears. business. These are my titties. Yeah. I'm gonna put them up and out. Because he can't. Because just shows that he couldn't handle the the sexuality and the femininity femininity coming from here. Her. Right. Because you know. I mean, I'm not a woman, so I can't, like, speak on being a woman or anything. But, like, when you have that femininity, you can use that to your advantage. And people look at it as, like, a weakness or something. But use it. Mm-hmm. Men use their, uh, you know, dick swinging mm-hmm. in their favor. Mm-hmm. 
women should use whatever you got. Mm-hmm. Y'all say you gotta use it. Mm-hmm. That's what I say, but I don't know. You're right. I mean, I just know. Okay, because I think it's the whole femininity thing. Because, like, honestly, in the gay culture, mm-hmm. if you're a feminine gay, yeah, like I may or may not be no, que- no, no, allegedly, yeah, you know, people look at you differently, mm-hmm. and you interact with people very differently. Yeah, it's it's very true. I think so. In the gay world, in the straight world, femininity is just not. Um, it's just not liked. Yeah, because we've been programmed. Subconsciously, subconsciously, through the media, through however you learn in the culture, to be a woman is not... Is less. It's less less than. And that's not your aspiration. You want to be a tough man. Right. You know? That's when people like Beyonce are out there, like, beating the stage down. Mm. Like, people really love that. I mean, obviously, she's talented and no one else is really doing that right now. But she has a solid, like... Just, a ma- there's a masculine energy coming through right exactly like she has a hardness like mm-hmm. she's like i'm i'm taking this this is mine mm-hmm. i mean mariah doesn't have that and obviously with beyonce's new song she obviously is you know speaking on the state of not only race but yeah. of sex too yeah you know when she's talking about you f me good i'm gonna take you to red lobster mm-hmm. i said all right girl yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so i think there there's a lot that goes into that because that's Beyonce's edge. Like she now has this real, she's this powerful woman. She's the single lady. She's the girls run the world. Um, that's her motif. Mariah's isn't. Mariah's is being vulnerable. Right. Mariah is almost like um our Facebook friend was saying last week in Lamb Mail. She's the rainbow butterflies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of you know music. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how people see her as like this frail little girl. That scene is weak. But and but I. I think it is, and I think Mariah plays into it with the whole Eternally 12 thing as well. Yeah. So, like, yes, I get it, and I love that about her, but, like, in the whole big scheme of things, Mariah's much more powerful and smart than people give her credit for because she... absolutely. Because she gives off this persona of, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the teetering around in high heels Barbie. Yeah. But that's why I equate, like, Mariah with someone like Marilyn Monroe. And obviously, like, Mariah loves Marilyn and that's her idol. Mm -hmm. People didn't realize how smart Marilyn Monroe is. Mm -hmm. I think, like, Mariah really is, like, that level, like... Oh, she's a genius. It's been scientifically proven that her song lyrics are the most... Some of the most intelligent in pop music. Oh, for sure. Don't even get me started on that. We should do a whole Lamely meeting on just her lyrics alone. Yeah, yeah. Intelligent. Good idea. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, but so what a shame that people just dis throw her aside. They discredit her a lot, or maybe not discredit. Has, they don't even give any credit. They're not taking away credit. They no. just don't. They, they don't, just don't acknowledge it. They don't acknowledge it. That just goes to show how stupid they are. Yeah. Well, ninety-five percent of the world is stupid. Yeah. Allegedly, don't send the lawyers my way. I'm yeah. just saying. World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But anyways, the two ladies, the lovely ladies, Beyonce and Mariah, met up this week at a charity event. Yes. And they looked gorgeously stunning. Both of them looked great. Mariah really looked flawless, though. Yeah. I know Christopher Buckle was there and he did her makeup. Christopher, bow down. I want him to beat my face with makeup because, like, I can't even imagine. Whatever they're doing, just pause right here. Don't move the muscle. She's looking great. Yep. Keep this weight. 
keep the face. She's looking don't amazing. Don't inject anything. Don't pull anything. Don't pull it. Don't, don't tug touch. It, don't nothing. We got back to gorgeous. Normal. She looks really great. You know, earlier in the year, I was just getting real scared with like the puffiness. That was just freaking well, me out because I didn't want to go down to Madonna Road. Yeah, but I I don't think it was. Th- I mean, I just think she was just maybe a little heavier and just puffier. I know. I, I was just getting worried that we're okay. going down Madonna Road and we can't come back. But we no. came back. No, we're definitely back. We're, we're we back. didn't go down that road. No, like, we're back to Old Mariah. We may have put our toes in it because maybe there could be like some Botox or something. That's fine. I'm That's okay fine. with that shit. But when you're like Madonna puffy face, that looks weird. I was getting scared. But we're back. We're back. We're back. Don't move. No need to be scared. We're good. I know. I feel better now. Yes, Mariah is gorgeous. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. But there was all this talk about the two ladies doing a duet together. Okay, I'm which down. Obviously, I would love it. It would be huge. It would be huge. I don't know how it would be or what they would be, but it would be huge. It literally would be like, um, I mean, like Whitney and Mariah. Well, wait, hang on. Do we want it to be a Beyonce song featuring Mariah was a tough girl song? Maybe Mariah needs that. Like an injection you know of toughness. What? Maybe that, that would work. Or do we want it to be a Mariah song with Beyonce? A ballad, a, like a soft ballad. Like I Halo. Mean, like, you know, like a J-Lo. I mean, J-Lo, I am Beyonce. <laughs> like a Halo. Ballad, Halo. Like disc one of I Am Sasha Fierce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would, oh, be, would down be boring. With, I would be down with both of them, actually. Because if it's a nice, good ballad, or what What do they call them now? Um, ballads with a beat or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. I would totally be down for that. I would, I would... Oh, I, I would take either. Suggestion box, open that up. <laughs> we have kind of like what Lady Gaga and Beyonce did. Like, d- we both do two songs, one on each album. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do two different things. Right? Almost like remixes of the same song or something. Yeah. That would be really good. They should, t- yeah, that's in the suggestion box for sure. Mm-hmm. That would be great, actually. Because honestly, I don't see anyone else that, like, would be. So, like any other duet yeah. or collaboration, that would be so epic in not today's right music who? field. Like who, who else? Yeah, like who? nobody. This would be epic. It would be epic. They should do something for the Beyonce fans and mm-hmm. something for the Mariah fans, right? And then we can pick and choose exactly and cross over. Or we can just love them both. Yeah. Because if you like Beyonce, you can just have that one song with them, right? If you love Mariah only, you can have that one song with them. Right. If you love both, you got two songs. Right? I think that's a great idea. Like, don't just do one song, do two. And yeah, we know that Mariah loves to um, remix or reinterpret uh, songs yeah. or whatever you would, whatever, whatever the word would be, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be great. However, there's so much talk about them doing a duet. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Just because they said, hey, you mm-hmm. know, we should work together. Well, they, first of all, they, they never said it. They never said it. Mm-hmm. Just because they're there at a dinner together. like The reason I'm uh, thinking it is a thing is because it came out on TMZ. And we know that there's a link. Oh, we know that TMZ is getting... Someone, they have an inside source. Yeah. Feeding them information. Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's not going to be anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And they definitely are definitely not working on it right now mm-hmm. no. or anytime soon. Mm-mm. But I would love it because, again, it would be the closest thing to a Whitney Mariah. Yeah. Because no one in the world is bigger than Beyonce right now. No. And Mariah's a living legend. She's still Mariah. She's like 
people would go nuts. They would. They would. So I love it. I think it's great. Poor Whitney. Oh, you know what this was? Oh, okay. <laughs> this week was the R.I.P. bitch anniversary. It was, Whitney. Was it Whitney. three years? Four years. Four years already. It, I know, right? I was in Vegas when that happened. I almost thought it was five years, but it's four. God, that's so quick. It's, I mean, oh my God. And then with Bobby Christina. Oh, just tragedy. Oh, yeah. Tragedy. I, I mean, really, I love my Whitney. You know I do. Do you know I was a Whitney hater for a while? Why? During the drug years, I just kind of turned. Okay, but she wasn't really making a lot of music then. Like when we knew that she was definitely on something. Yeah. Like her last album. Um, I came around. Like the last album I loved. I Look to You, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was a great album. It was a great album. And I came back around because she came clean on Oprah. So I said, okay, yeah. we're going to work through this together. <laughs> you I'm were glad there. You, you were supporting. You conf- yeah, I'm glad you confessed. Everything's out in the right? open. She's trying to do good for herself. She's like, looking good. Me. Her like, voice was destroyed. Yeah. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. The album came out fine. The album came out fine. They can do magic in the studio now, you know? Yeah. Um, but I loved that Oprah interview. I loved everything. I loved... <laughs> the Oprah interview was so it. good. It was my, so good. My friend Jaris and I, we printed out the script and reenacted it <laughs> over FaceTime. <laughs> I, I was can't. Oprah and he was Whitney. <laughs> I can't. Y'all are crazy. Did you like record that? Because no, but we want to really do it. You should have. You should redo it. We did a dramatic reading of it. Oh my God. Did you put like a wig on or something? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was just privately over FaceTime. Okay. But you next time record it. We will. Do you know what? Oh, I love that. Sh- oh, I love it. Whitney was batshit crazy sometimes. Yeah. You know my favorite television show of all time? Being Bobby Brown. Being Bobby Brown. Bobby. Bye. Because Whitney. Which you cannot find anywhere. The Whitney police took oh, that shit Whitney down. Whitney police took it down. But if you dig real deep on yeah. YouTube, you can find extended clips. Okay. Which is really all you really want. Yeah. Like the Whitney moments. Because there was a lot in that show that was sort of stupid because it's being Bobby Brown. But like the Whitney moments uh-huh. are classic. There's some. I've seen some good ones on there. Oh, they're classic. I mean, it's... And I laugh at them, and I really shouldn't, because obviously she was going through it. Uh-huh. So I wish her well. You know, I love my Whitney, but that shit was golden. Yeah. Golden. There are some hilarious moments. It was great. When you find it. Okay, but here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. When Whitney checked out, she foiled Lamb yes. Appreciation Day. Let's, let's travel back. The first ever. <laughs> to February 11th, 2012. <laughs> What year is this? 16. 16. Yeah, 12. 2012, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's travel back. So Mariah starts teasing us. Teasing us. With um, Lamb Appreciation Day, a day of lamb festivities. Right, 2-11. Yep. And she's going to, I don't know what her we don't know was what's planning, but she was teasing. We were excited, coming we, soon. We are getting videos. We're loving it. Then Whitney goes and dies. Then Whitney has to up and boil the whole boil situation. Boil the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. And nothing happened. No, and obviously it had to be. Can- Mariah cannot be lamb appreciating. No, I mean, exactly. I think we we're all kind of freaked out. But it never came back. But it never really came back. And so I think past- there should be a lamb appreciation day. I think so too, because this past um, weekend, lambs were saying happy lamb appreciation day, and I was like, oh, I was like, well, are we doing that? That's still a thing. I thought it was R.I.P. Day. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think we should just reschedule. I think we should re- re- revamp revamp it. Put it as another day. Here's yeah. a anonymous suggestion box. Uh-huh. We need to make a lamb appreciation day on a different day of the year. Yeah, let's maybe start like fresh. later in the year, in the like spring. In spring, yeah, yeah, during the spring. During the spring, but we got a lot going on in the spring. We have three, two, seven. We have four thirty. Right. You're right. You're right. Uh, we could do a fall like a moment. Summer? End of summer. I don't know. Don't we know. need to find a date that is like work it. that uh, represents something. You think in the lamb world? I guess Maybe it like can't just day, be a random day like two eleven was. Yeah, you know, that was a random day. Too late in the year. We have Christmas. We have too many days. Oh, that's true. The whole season is right. Lamb appreciation day. So it has to be like late spring, early fall. Okay, <laughs> and we're just narrowing it down. Just you know to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> hey lambs when do you think lamb appreciation day right because be? we should have a, a lamb appreciation day yeah i would think it would be tons of fun yeah you have like i mean the lambs across the globe would mariah be... just has to jump on periscope now and that's it exactly just sit there and we'll watch yeah we'll you know have a moment yeah but speaking of lambs oh yeah we want to we want to um bring out introduce introduce <laughs> A lamb. Out of the lamb closet. Out of the lamb closet. Well, I think we all knew he was a, a lamb, but as we were saying earlier. I think it was unsure. Really? Oh, I thought, no. No, did you see his audition? We're talking about Lazaro from American Idol. Lazaro no, you, you remember his audition, like when Mariah, like, um, when Mariah said, like, oh my God, you're so good. And he, like, burst into tears. And, oh my God, I still get emotional over that. <laughs> um, and then she's like, give me a hug. And they had a moment. Like, I knew he was a Mariah fan for sure. Oh, I thought he was just overwhelmed by the whole situation. Oh, well, I guess he could have been. But. And because uh, they liked him. Oh, oh yeah. Because he's like, oh my God. So that like moment, me? you're never sure if they. That's true. Like, you're not. That's the moment, I don't like, know. you suck. I think Go that home. everyone just automatically loves Mariah. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways, we got in touch with him and he actually we, you know, we'll post on Facebook um, everything we, uh, we asked him to catch up and stuff. And he talks about when he first started loving Mariah and all his favorite Mariah moments and stuff like that. But yeah. um, we wanted to catch up and be like, uh, have a where are you now moment? Like, what's going on? It's been a couple years. Mm-hmm. He was um, obviously a, a very well liked contestant. Yeah, he did pretty well. He did pretty well. He was really nice. Uh, okay, so we and asked... he's cute. And who doesn't want that? And he disappeared. Where right. did he go? We don't even I mean, know. so did Candace. Poor Candace, because she is just amazing. She should. She be, was really good. She should be winning Grammys. She should be winning Grammys. Right? Where's that? I don't know. These I mean, people at the Grammys. These people. Yeah, anyway, but anyways, when we asked him a bunch of questions, we asked him uh, Lazaro if he was like a fan or a lamb. Yeah, and he said. I think I love Mariah Carey for many reasons. I'm definitely a lamb. So he's a lamb. He's definitely a Confirmed lamb. Confirmed lamb. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because growing up in a communist country, English music was blocked from Cuba. So it wasn't until the age of 12 when I discovered Mariah Carey. And it was like a whole new world of catching up. I instantly fell in love with her voice and her story. Right? Yeah. I mean, because she does have a great story. And like, I even like... Even growing up, I, I related to that story, too. Yeah. But again, so he's from Cuba. Uh-huh. I just can't imagine, like, falling and stumbling upon Mariah, like, when you, like... So deep in. Ha- right? Like, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you discover all this stuff. I mean, yeah. like, that's, like, overload. It's explosion. I know, because I think 
for us, even for people that we don't like or not a fan of, they're in the culture. Right. We hear about them. Yeah. We hear of them. Like, like even, he heard nothing. Yeah. Like even think about Beyonce. I'm not a Beyonce, I'm not in the Beehive, but I can go back ten years and hear a Noah Beyonce song that was on the radio at the right. time or in the right. club. Or, right. And like I can piece Beyonce you have songs some sort of a reference of throughout time, throughout right. my, my own personal history. So Lazaro had not no Mariah history. She Gosh. wasn't there. I know. It was just like finding a treasure box almost. It, it is like finding a treasure box. Yeah. I love of that. all this good stuff. Oh, man. That'd be uh, a fun experience. It really would. It really would. I, I mean, I, I'm 25 years in here, so I, yeah. I I found that treasure box in early years, and now I'm so old I lost yeah. all my treasure. <laughs> um, anyways, so what else did we... Did okay, we... So, we wanted, so we wanted to know um, what he knew about the Mariah and Nikki situation. Right. And we asked him what they were like off-camera. Off-camera, what was going because on? Because on-camera is different. Exactly. Editing is a thing. So we asked him if it was real, and he said, I think... There was definitely some tension there because off camera, they wouldn't speak at all. They each showed up to the set through different doors and there was absolutely no contact whatsoever. So, yeah, they were definitely not friends. Nope. But by that time, I wouldn't have been friends in, with anyone in that situation either. Nah. And I'm not saying that either one of them was right or wrong. But, yeah, I, I mean, at this point, you're just going, you're doing your job. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That is, that's all we can say. Um, so we wanted to know what he was up to. And he's got some music coming yeah. out. Yeah. He's got a couple of tracks. One is called More. And the other one is called Burn Up the Town. And he yes. said they're coming out later next month. Well, More is coming out later next month, he said. Oh, it's Burn and, Up the Town um, out? It's more like something you would hear in the club. And yeah. then Burn Up the Town uh, will be coming out later this year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah. he's got stuff coming out, guys. So keep an eye out, keep for, an eye out for Lazaro. Yeah. I know. I definitely want to hear some music. That's because I did like him. I did vote for him a lot. He was good. He was good. Plus, I loved his story, too. He had a cute story. <laughs> I know. So I was definitely a fan. Um, I was a fan of Candace as well and couple others this was that was there a good was idol good they picked some really good contestants they actually really did because by the end it was really hard to start picking your fave but then right. Candid broke through Candace yeah. broke through yeah for sure uh -huh. but i'm so glad that we got to uh, get in touch with Lazaro. Yeah, thank thanks, you so Lazaro. much. Um, but again, we, you can read all the questions and all of his answers in full on Facebook at, at Lamely Meeting. Meeting. Find us and we'll post the whole Q&A there. And there's some other good um, There's some other good stuff. nice tidbits and info there that he mm -hmm. gave us. So mm -hmm. again, thank you much. Okay. But that'll wrap up the, That's it the for moments. Um, stay tuned for the Lamely Meeting. Music box. Lamely meeting. Welcome to the Lamely meeting. Music box part one. Yeah. So we chose music box because we wanted to go back in time and do a nostalgic album. It is very nostalgic. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, and her one of her biggest selling, this and Daydream, are the biggest. I think this one globally is bigger than Daydream. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's a it's a classic Mariah album. When I think when the when you. To the general public, when mm -hmm. you say Mariah Carey, this is the type of Mariah they think. Because mm. this was like her moment to really take over like every glo global country. It's like her Adele moment where everybody is talking about her. Everybody has this album. Yeah. Like everybody. It's yeah. insane. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. uh, the songs, the singles off of it, yeah. everybody know them. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's good. So we have to talk about it. 
and they're it's part of the it's also part of the legacy of Mariah. It's a huge, uh, it's a pivotal moment in the career because it's the last time we have Tommy influences, right? Like this album reeks of Tommy Mottola to me. Very much so. And he's got full grip over it. Very much so. Plus in the liner notes of it, I think she dedicates it to him Mm -hmm. because it came out like right after they got married Mm -hmm. or like right before they got married or after they got engaged or something like that. Yeah. I forget. But I feel like this is him. They got married in like June of 93. This came out in August of 93. Right. Right. Okay. So they just got married. Yeah. But, Obviously, there was some sort of dating, and they were just spending so much time together. So I feel like well, he yeah, had if full you control. ask Brenda K. Starr, she was S in the D way back in the day. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> anyway, okay. So here we are, ninety three. Mariah's had a bunch of hits under her belt. Yep. Uh, I'll be there was her most recent off the unplugged. Yeah. Did we get the Christmas album? No, not yet. That comes next year. Oh, is that next? Yeah. 94. I always get confused if it's before or after Music Box. Well, no, okay. She recorded it. I think she recorded it this. No, she recorded the summer of 94. Oh, after. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely. Yeah, Music Box is all 94. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She started writing and recording for Music Box. Wait, I said Merry Christmas is all 94. Yeah. Music Box is. She started writing and recording in like um, um, late '92. Okay, like so the end, like August of '92 through like May so of '93. Unplugged, yeah, pre-Christmas album in yes. that space. Yes, so she's had six number one hits, uh-huh. right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's riding high. I mean, not a single person in the whole world dislikes Mariah. Yeah, like this is like. Like, when people say, like, oh, Beyonce is everything in today's world, uh-huh. like, in 1993, Mariah ran the world. Like, she just did. Okay, this this is a turning to the Beyonce episode. Did you see the SNL skit of the, they're making fun of how Beyonce is very black now? Yes, the day Beyonce turned, turned black. black. <laughs> Do you think that happened to Mariah? It very much could be. Like, this is Mariah's white moment, but she's no, she's really a white. black girl. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they realized, oh, wait, she's black? Oh, yeah. Is that what I guess happened? so. I guess I never thought of it racially, but I always thought of it like sexually. Uh, but I guess it, it probably really does because she really came with the R&B, mm-hmm. quote, quote, black music. She injected and ODB she, into fantasy. Right. Yeah, I wonder. And this was before that. I guess I never thought of that. This was the last album before This was the last album she where she black. was like, yeah, ooh, Good. I'm gonna think on that. Okay. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good one. Fans, what do you think? We really examine that because I never. I know, like in the life of Mariah's career, race has always been a thing because, mm-hmm. like you know, she's like, I'm not just a white girl. I'm not just a black girl. I'm, you know, I have many musical influences. I have many uh, uh, cultural influences in my personal life, and yeah. this, that, and the other. So race has always been a topic, but. I just never, I never really looked into it. I was just this, like, oh, she is what she is. Like, I just love the bitch. Because this is the last album before she started injecting rappers. Yeah. And this is her last major, major, major success. Yeah. Apart from Emancipation. Well, Daydream was huge too. That was huge, but, but we that didn't was, know about the rappers until right. she snuck that in. Yeah, she snuck that in. 
But yeah, you're right. This is like the last like clean. Is this the is this um, white Mariah? This is like white Mariah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if you listen to the music in the album, it's like white. I mean, Mariah. it's very adult contemporary. It is yeah. very ballad heavy. It's very. I mean, I, I mean, I compare this when I listen to this album now. I compare it to like a Celine Dion album. Yeah, it's just like you absolutely. Know, it's just power. It's power. Vocal, vocal power is uh-huh. what she's giving us. Yeah. I mean, that's overall because the singles, I think, really stand out from this album. They do. And they're so diverse. They're so diverse. I'm talking like the general feel like this album is very ballad heavy. Mm-hmm. The singles are a different entity to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I think this is the only album of Mariah's that I think the singles stand out so much. Like they're epic and timeless, whereas some of other Mariah's other albums, it's like, yeah, that totally belongs on this album, or you know what I mean? Like, um, no, I agree because I feel like um, Dream Lover and Hero have survived the test of time. Oh, definitely. And it's funny to hear them back on the album in the full in a full body of work. Right, you're like, oh, this was right next to Now That I Know or yeah. um, All I Ever Wanted. Yeah. Great ballads. I mean, believe me, I was 11 years old singing these songs. I mean, give me a break. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my mother was thinking. Mm -hmm. She was probably like this queen Mm -hmm. singing these heartbreak ballads. (laughs) What the hell is going on here? Well, see, I wasn't a lamb yet. So I just knew of Hero, a new dream lover because of the high rotation. This, this again, is the album that sort of spread her globally. Yeah. And she entered the culture in Australia. Right. I think... for, like this is when I started to notice her. I was like, I think I was in sixth grade. I was really young. Yeah. Oh no, I was like fifth grade. Really young. young, really young. But I knew she was there. Right. But this I wasn't a lamb, so I wasn't listening to the whole album. Right. Mm-hmm. You were just listening to like the singles just and the, the songs. Singles, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I think people our age back then, I didn't even. I just knew of songs. Like, I didn't know, like, what exactly a single was. And I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, oh, only certain songs get videos. I mm-hmm. just listened to what was, like, you know, on the radio or, like, on TV. On the TV, on the video hits. Yeah. Like, I didn't know there was, like... I will say, though, this this album is very... This is big, because this was my very first CD. I had Mariah's other albums, but they were in cassette tapes. Oh. This was my very first compact disc. Really? Can you believe it? And I got it for Christmas that year. Yeah. Got it for Christmas that year. So it's Christmas of 93. And um, like, yeah, it was under the tree. I think it was that and Janet's Janet album were my only two presents that year. And they weren't even wrapped. My mom just like threw a piece of paper over them. (laughs) But I didn't give a shit because I was like, oh, my God, these are like my favorite. I was so excited. So I got this and Janet's Janet album. Oh, wow. Um, for Christmas that year. That's cool. So it was great. And that throws me to 97 when Butterfly and Velvet Rope came out at like the same time. They were like a month apart. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I was immersed with so much talent and so much beautiful music. Mm, Velvet Rope is really good. Oh, it's Janet's best for right. sure. But anyways. Back to Music Box. So that was like, like my throwback to 93. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it starts with Dream Lover, and I can remember Dream Lover being on the video hit rotation. Oh, my God. Because that's how you got music, too. That, like, yep. We didn't have YouTube where you could just do whatever you want. Right. If you didn't have... If it wasn't on the radio and if it wasn't on if you the didn't MTV have the countdown, yeah. you were you didn't hear it. Yeah. So, like, 
And the things that did make it on there were huge. Yeah. And that's why Dream Lover is such a huge, huge song for her. Mm-hmm. It's just that sweet groove, that beautiful vocal. I love the high note in the beginning. It's very American girl. It's yeah. very American white girl. It's a very American white girl. Um, no, no, no. Though- I'm not like shading the white girls. <laughs> <laughs> we, love- we love everybody. Yeah. We're just saying like it's that that taste of America. Right. Like that... Um, no matter what state you live in in America, I've like, got my Daisy Drukes on, my flannel right, shirt, flannel running shirt, through your the field. Pumas. Yeah, yeah, surrounded by black dancers, though. Yeah, <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. just saying. Um, but it was a great video. It was a great time. Obviously, this was a big hit for her. Yeah, first single. So this came out early, um, early June or July, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I I forget, but it, it came out somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I think July. June or July, summertime. I was young, but I don't remember. It was summertime, though. Yeah. Um, what's the most interesting thing? Interesting thing about this song? Uh, just while I'm going through the treasure box uh-huh. that I was going through, <laughs> I am obsessed with the club mix of it. I, I mean, was, and it was an iconic moment. Iconic. I went and asked some of my friends who are older than me. Uh, I won't mention any names. But they were around when it was in the club. Oh, my God. And people had never heard anything like it because it yeah. was a pop song completely resung and stretched and extended out. That mix is really legendary. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, you really have to dig it up. Oh, my God. It's a definite must listen. Like It's on the remix CD that she yeah, released. Yeah, the single. But, or on the remix CD. You're right. But it goes to show you that this was the beginning of when she would tear apart a song and restructure yeah. it and create a whole new song. That's true. This is the beginning. This is like the beginning of it. Because, okay, that was a David Morales, right? Yeah. David Morales. And they worked together really well. Yeah. Um, I really wish they do some more stuff because, like, it's genius. Okay, or... can I put another suggestion in this box? Yes, the anonymous. For the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour? Uh-huh. There's a David Morales onstage moment. Oh, my God. Where he comes out with his vinyls. Could you imagine? That should be what goes down in Europe. That would be great for Europe, actually. Because they're into the club scene. They, they love lo- I the mean, club I scene. love the club, too. But they go but hard they, over Yeah, there. they're like, they got deep club, uh-huh. house, everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun, though. That would be fun. God, I'm going to be so mad I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be great, though. Because that would be a nostalgic moment. Yeah. I mean, that's how you give nostalgia, honey. Yeah. That's how you give it. David and Mariah. Yeah. Because I, okay, so Dream Lover is one of the songs that she continues to um, uh, perform Mm -hmm. even nowadays. Yeah. Um, But like she needs to like give us like a new version. I know she did on the like Mimi tour. She threw that little. um, Like remix moment. Remix from uh, Biggie in there and it worked perfectly and it was beautiful and I really liked it. And she had a little dance. She had a little moment. She had a little dance and they did a close up of the crotch, which is my favorite shot. (laughs) Um, It really is. (laughs) But like if she were to come out on tour with the club mix of this. Yeah. Dead. Dead in the water. And Dead she can in the do water. It because it's, I think it's in her range that it she totally can do that. It totally is. She can totally, totally do that. And that's how you, like, I mean, that's how you kill lambs, number one. You now, slaughter you, them. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know how you really kill the lambs? You come out with the butterfly David Morales makes. Oh, well, that, 
don't literally no, slaughter but not the flyaway death mix the resung the version resung of one the, yes the one that you had passed along to me yeah see how months big and the, months ago <laughs> yes that's how you really kill them dead that is but anyway so dream lover was so, the beginning of that if you like took away mariah's catalog and just put out the club mixes with her and david they are just a fantastic body of work on their own they should do a, a compilation album of putting all of those on one cd they did. It's called the remixes. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, because not all of them are on there. And there's some other ones. That... No, yeah, the butterfly one wasn't on there. No. And um, always be my is Always Be My Baby David Morales, too? The club yeah, mix I with the resung is. vocals? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's him, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's not on there. And that's a shame. Right. That's, that's actually a really hard good to find. One. That's one of my favorite, too, because she resang the shit out of that. But back to <clears throat> Music Box. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's where like that came from. Yeah. Dream Lover. Yeah. This is when it's starting. This is when it's all starting. Mm-hmm. But, okay, second single. We've got to move on to the second single. Which is also legendary in Also a legendary, legendary, legendary song in its own way. It's Talk about Mariah performing songs from, like, this early in her career. Yeah. This song, she has never. This song goes everywhere. She never her. put this in her back pocket. She's mm-hmm. always had it. And, I mean, she even says, like, obviously there are reasons why. Because, like, this is the one song, like, that people really expect. It's really... Yeah, and I think it affects people the most. Yeah. I mean, even to this day, when she sings the hell out of it, I get a little misty. I told you at the Christmas show, yes. I wasn't even feeling emotional. And I heard those first few chords and... I, oh, man. Yeah, my eyes watered up on cue, <laughs> like automatically now. It's true. When she does this song, I mean, I can't even... But she, it only really great. affects me when it's live. It's different yeah. hearing it through the computer or something. I cannot tell you the last time I listened to the actual album version other than this past week because I was reliving for, you know, our Lamely meeting. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I have not listened to the studio version of Hero in years. I can't even, no. I, can't I mean, even, years. Yeah. Because, number one, I love the song, but I love it when she does it live now because she does it. She really makes it her own. Mm-hmm. Over the years, it has sort of grown yeah. into a beast that she really likes. Yeah. You know, and I think that helps her perform it live now because before it was so cheesy and schmaltzy and all of that. Yeah. Because we know why the song was written originally. Yes. So, um, for those who don't know, there was Sony had come to, well, Sony Pictures had a movie with Dustin Hoffman, I think Andy Garcia in it called Hero. Right. It was basically about this guy, a plane crashed and some guy rescued someone and they took a photo of him but then he ran away and they were trying to find him or something something of that nature a hero came and saved the day and a hero vanished. came along yeah <laughs> that was the movie right and so th- this is the part like i always knew um that she was not intending to keep it for herself but i really didn't know until recently that it was walter asanasiev her old writing partner who she did most of this music box album with sony music Sony Pictures came to him Mm -hmm. and asked him to write a song for the movie Hero. Mm -hmm. And then since he was working so closely with Mariah and they had such a good working relationship, he's like, hey, Mariah, like they came to me with this idea. What do you think? And so she was easily like, yeah, let's knock this one out real quick. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Tommy heard it and he's like. Well, they were working on it as writers. Right. They were working on it as writers. Not had no idea that. It was going to be Mariah's monster hit. No, nobody knew. I guess Tommy did. Tommy but... heard it and said, no, you're crazy to give it yeah. away. But I just, I love that. But I always thought that, like, I thought that 
Sony had went to Mariah and was like, hey, can mm. you write this song? But mm-hmm. it, was, it was a little different. Mm-hmm. They actually went to Walter. Mm-hmm. They actually ended up going with, with Luther Vandross. Right, which yeah. I, I really just literally learned. Yeah. Um, we all love Luther. Mariah loves Luther. But like, it, obviously, Hero, Mariah's version, was not yeah. sung by Gloria Stefan no. for the soundtrack. I still think that would have been interesting. I just can't picture it. Only because I guess I know Mariah's version so well. I can hear it. I can hear it. If they just like rearrange it a little bit for Gloria, I can hear it happening. Remember when Gloria and Mariah were on Divas Live? Yeah. Love it. So she qualifies. She qualifies. She's approved. Um, but do we have a clip of Luther's? Um, I do. What... Let me play a quick little clip. It's called Heart of a Hero. There you go. So this is what should have been Mariah's. This, but they replaced mm-hmm. it with this. Cause... I mean, That's completely th- different. That sounds like a soundtrack. I was song. Ju- just going to say that sounds like it's coming during the credits of a movie. Yeah, and that's what they wanted Hero Mariah's Hero to be, just yeah. in the credits. Right. Like it was going to yeah. So th- I think that works. Everything it worked, worked out. out. It worked out. Everything worked <laughs> out just fine. Uh-huh. Um another good thing about this, she this is the first time she did a song in Spanish. Yeah. Um now, I don't know. It obviously wasn't released here in America. I'm not sure what countries it did go to. but there Probably is a, the Latin American countries, well, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> or Spain. But not, I'm not like, like, not all of them, maybe, is what I'm like alluding to. Like, it, did it go to Brazil? Oh, did it go to Mexico? Maybe. I don't know. Did it, like, exactly. I don't know what Latin countries it went to. Maybe just went to, like, Spain. Do you think there are lambs out there that only know, like, three Mariah songs in Spanish? Oh, no. Not, no, no. Because, no, because people who speak Spanish are usually really smart. Yeah. And they speak English, too. You think? Yeah. English people, like me, yeah. <laughs> couldn't learn another language if my life depended on it. Because, believe me, I've tried. My brain just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Especially with my last name, people think I speak Spanish, uh-huh. and I do not. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm lucky I can barely even understand it. So I think Spanish people listen to English Mariah. I mean, look at all those celebrities out there like Giselle um, or other people that are like, oh, I learned English from listening to Mariah songs. Yeah, you're right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think, like, the Spanish versions of Hero and the other, My All and everything, those are just, like, an extra treat that Mariah gave them. Yeah. Just for the fun of it. But this song has really impacted so many people around the world. It just has really broken through in her career. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is literally huge. I mean, I always say that Mariah's um, most known song, like her, like what she's known for is All I Want for Christmas Is You. Mm -hmm. But if it's not that, it's definitely Hero. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows it. Everybody, you know. So Hero, it's it's a classic. My favorite Hero Mm. is obviously a live version but it's from the daydream tour the you know the japanese bootleg that goes around everywhere <laughs> no, i haven't seen it no oh my god you have not you've seen it the japanese bootleg the japanese, daydream yes like no. the daydream tour video home video no 
Oh, bitch, please. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I've seen the butterfly Japanese bootleg. Okay, well, they have one for the daydream tour. Oh, no. Oh, you're getting homework tonight. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tour. Yeah. It was really good. And she does a really good version of Hero on it. Okay. And you know what else she actually does on it? Yeah. Moving right along into the next song is Anytime You Need a Friend. Wait, can I tell you my favorite hero? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Two people here. I was trying to go right into something else. <laughs> My favorite okay. version was when she did it for the tribute to the heroes for the 9-11 fundraiser. Yep. When there's no audience and she's just in a cold room. That's true. I and did her like voice that. was all broken. And she had just come out of the out of the mm-hmm. out of the situation. Yeah, there was a situation. But that was a real good performance. That was a really good one because like she knew what that meant. Yeah. I mean, for everybody was going through emotional moments at that time, especially Mariah. But she was going through her own stuff and then right. she came out to get up and be there and yeah. sing that song because that's how important that song is exactly and she, she knew she had to be there and sing sung, sing it yeah. for everybody because uh. it was like it was everything yeah. you're right that's a legendary moment can I tell you a little kitchen table moment yes um, I remember back in the when 9-11 happened they wanted and they were trying to like dig up like the, the people were still like pulling stuff out of the rubble and trying to find people and all that stuff there was like this stupid rumor going around that they were trying to get Mariah and Whitney to come and sing When You Believe what? But Whitney was in rehab and Mariah was in the, <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> I never heard that before, but it's true. They were busy. <laughs> they were busy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was but Mariah was moment. actually out of the hospital because, but she was in LA, but she was definitely not like. No. She, you know, she had maybe just got out of the hospital. But when you believe wasn't going to happen. That was not happening. No, because this was the being, this was, well, this is, but being Bobby Brown was later. But yeah, it was, mm-hmm. just wasn't happening. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Anyways. Back, anyway, hero, so. love it, love it, love it. But Good. speaking of the Daydream Tour, well, another favorite moment from that Daydream Tour is how she performs Anytime You Need a Friend, which is the next song. Yeah. She sings the regular version uh-huh. and then she goes into the club mix. Yes. All right there. And she's singing the club mix. That's what she should do for the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour. I know. Yeah. Suggestion box. Suggestion club box. Mixes. I thought we said mix. that already. I mean, I know. We, maybe we worked we have. through that already. Okay. <laughs> but now we're getting to the details. Okay, details. Sing Anytime You Need a Friend anytime, Club Mix. Anytime You Need a Friend Club Mix. Or just do it with Dream Lover. That's fine, too. Do a whole set. Do a whole set. Do All a whole club thing. mixes. It'd be really fun. Because I'm bored with the um, singing the ballad and then doing the club mix at the end, like the My All Show is. Remember does. when she performed in Disneyland in Europe? Yeah, she did the whole set. Oh my God, I love it. That's what okay, we need. That's what we need. And remember when she took out the mirror? Yep. And she had the umbrella. Because it was raining. Oh my God, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Back to Music Box. Okay. <laughs> no, but this Anytime You Need a Friend club mix is one of, is also iconic. Mm-hmm. Again, resong, big, huge vocals, but then just like this jazz scatting towards mm. the end of it, mm. which mm. is we've never heard it before, never heard it again. It was un, it's un. I wait for that moment. That's it, and I try to sing along with it. Yeah, like I think I'm Mariah. Yeah, she's <laughs> not even singing. So she's just like scatting. I mean, it's it just show, incredible. I, she's again showing the world that, like, listen, I don't just stand here and sing ballads. Yeah, it's boring. But why did she stop doing that? That just shows you how incredibly talented she is. Crazy, like crazy talented. Yeah. God, those are moments, and that can only happen in a club mix, right? She's not going to put that on the, you know, uh, music box album. Yeah. 
I love it though. But it shows you also that this album is so contemporary, like adult contemporary. Right. But and but, it, but the real Mariah is in there busting She's to get in out. there. She's trying to give us something. She's like, listen, guys. And then like, obviously Daydream comes and she's slipping it in a little bit more there. She goes hard. Yeah. I love it. But so Anytime You Need a Friend is one of my favorite songs from the album. Mm-hmm. We have the video, which is the first time we see Mariah in straight hair. Yeah. Which was epic. It was life changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now this here in America, this was released as a single. It was her first single, I think, not to hit top ten. Mm-hmm. I think it only uh, peaked at number twelve, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there were two discs for the single, so there was like seriously so many mixes. There's like the CNC. There's a couple, yeah. There's like a ministry mix. There's a ministry. There's a soul. There's so many mixes. This is Mariah in the club. These yeah, days. she's living for it. And there's even a video for this remix as well. Yeah. The CNC mix, I think. There is, there is. Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah. I know, because I saw it. <laughs> and it's like Mariah running around the world, twirling. It's almost like a behind things. the scenes of the making of the actual video. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it's just like whatever, extra fun scenes. But it's a good video. It's really fun. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, that's all we have time for in part one of part Music one. Box. But this just goes to show that, like, we're already only in like the first few tracks of this album. And while it might seem like a contemporary straight laced album, right. what's interesting about it is what comes around it, what she's giving us exactly. outside of it. Everything, everything from her going global, everything from her new, showing us new musical styles, mm-hmm. the remixes, the scatting, the, all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really giving us a lot. I think she's hinting that, like, listen. Just stay with me, guys. Mm-hmm. I'll give you everything. Mm-hmm. Just stay with me. Eventually, and eventually, she does. But it shows Years you what later. her personality is. Like she isn't. She isn't the straight laced Celine right. Dion esque singer. She wants to be in the club. She wants to have rappers. Yeah. Like, there's so much more to her than we. Then she. Then that you can find on an album. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. Who else does remixes and Spanish versions? Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's almost like she wasn't allowed to have her fun on the album. Right. The so fun she gives comes it to around. us in other ways. Yeah. That's why, I mean, is, is maybe as slow as this album can be to some because it is, again, very adult contemporary. There really is so much good mm-hmm. in it. There's really... You have to dig. You have to dig. You have to really look. You have to pay attention. And it's it, there's genius. It's genius. Uh-huh. I mean, e- even the songwriting overall on the album is really well done. Yeah, the production level, the production quality is really good. Yeah. Um, but then, outside of the album, she's also giving us so much, mm-hmm. just to show that she can do more than just stand there and sing. Yes. So. All right. All right. Let's get to land mail. We Let's have some good that. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned. Okay, it's land mail time. Land mail. We're digging in the land mail. We have bag. an iTunes review. Yes. That's our most favorite. That's and what we thank love. thank you to the people who wrote a review. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you, it. If you're not sure how to do that, go to the iTunes store. Go to the podcast section. Find Lamely Meeting. You can write a review for us. It really helps us get attention over there. Or in your podcast app, just go to the search feature. Search Lamely Meeting. Find us. You can write a review right there. Click it. Type it. Easy send peasy. It. Easy as pie. It's our most favorite thing. Yes, we and we appreciate it. Uh, so MCSDO 
B-O-Y, said, uh, I've been obsessed with your podcast ever since my friend told me about the first episode. I wish I could hear a new episode every day. A lot of work. Um, I used to think I knew everything about Mimi until I heard you guys. Y'all are great. Here's a standing O. No, oh, thanks, MC. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, no, thanks so much for that. I mean... Every day would be... Every day would be a lot, although I do talk about Mariah every day. Same. But... <laughs> it kind of is an everyday occasion. I mean, I just can't go a day. But we appreciate that. We love that. Thank you. Please Thank keep you. them coming, guys. That really helps us a lot. Yes. Um, okay, so let's go to our lamb, Jeffrey Watson, from uh-huh. Facebook. Yeah. And he tells us uh, his viewpoint on uh, this week's episode, Music Box. Yeah. Uh, he's like, ugh, Music Box is one of the most boring adult contemporary albums ever. No real nostalgia with the exception of a few tracks. Yeah. Um, you I, feel that? I mean, he said, yeah. I, he says, I think the only good thing to come from that album was Dream Lover, which she was able to do her own thing and use a hip-hop sample, uh-huh. and some of the remixes that were done. Uh-huh. Which, I, I mean, essentially, yeah. I, yeah, we agree. The gems, the treasures from this album are things like Dream Lover, Hero, yep. Anytime You Need a Friend, and yep. then all the remixes, mm-hmm. everything that came around it. Yeah. But, you know. We, people feel the same thing. I, I think that's the general consensus, even though the ballads, her voice, the writing, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But mm-hmm. this is the album you put on when you're in a mood. You got to be in that space. Do you think? I think so. To listen to a ballad after ballad. It's not really on my rotation list. Sometimes it is for me, but I think it's just nostalgia. Like, I would rather put on the Dream Lover Club mix than the original album version. No, I, li- I like the album version of Dream Lover. It's fine. Like, it's, I don't know. I like them both. I think Dream Lover in any But in I wouldn't go capacity. for the album to listen to Dream Lover. No, no. You're like, you're not putting the whole CD in and listening. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to track one, track five. No. Like, sometimes I think, oh, I want to hear We Belong Together. But I'll just play, I got the album, I'll just play the whole album, do right. the whole thing, just to hear the one song. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that for <laughs> Music Box. Exactly. Like, if you're going to listen to a Music Box song, you're going to listen to just that song mm-hmm. and not, like, be like, oh, maybe I can listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I can listen to five songs. Because, mm-hmm. like, you, you, with Music Box, you got to pick and choose. Yeah. Even though they're all beautiful, we love them. So, we agree. We Jeffrey. agree. Um, and then over on Instagram, we have Miss Fears, uh-huh. um, who wanted to bring up last week's uh, topic over Mariah and Nikki, the American Idol, the situation. American Idol situation. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, nobody really knows what happened. We don't. I mean, none of us were there, so it's everything is speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think across the board it just is what it is Mm -hmm. but um i think it came off last week as like as if we were like oh nikki is totally 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 in the wrong Mm -hmm. um which i think if we're giving percentage here it's more nikki's fault than it is mariah but Mm -hmm. i think they were both being childish Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. um but it's more nikki's fault so what does miss fear say (laughs) <laughs> she says, I totally think Mariah was wrong in the whole Nikki situation. First of all, Nikki wasn't up and coming when she worked with Mariah. She was already a star in her own right. Okay. Well, first, just um, to Ms. Fierce's point, I didn't know of Nikki until up at my face. True. I mean, honestly. So that was my personal experience. Too. 
Yeah. So maybe Ms. Fears knew of Nikki already. I mean, Nikki was definitely doing things. Well, obviously, because Mariah knew of her. Right. But I, I, I say I didn't know. I didn't know who she was. But I thought she was English when I heard Up Up My Face. I was like, oh, who's oh, this fine right? English rapper? <laughs> yeah, but definitely by the time she got to American Idol stage, Nikki was big. Yeah. I mean, because Starships and, and, I mean, she, she was huge. Well, so to clarify, the first, when they worked together was... Uh, the first time they worked together was for the memoirs album for the remix of About, About My Face. Face. They did the video together. Yeah. So what was that? That was like 90... That was... 2009. Um, 2009. But actually, I think the video may have come out in 2010. So that's... So it's like 2010. It's like two years The first time before. we're referring to... Yeah. Of them working together, not like the first day of Idol. Right. I'm not sure. In case that's not clear. Either way... And, yeah. They were both doing their thing, but Mariah definitely shone her light on Nikki. Yeah. You know, but Nikki in her own right was doing what she's doing. And definitely by the time American Idol came around. Yeah. She was, she was huge. Big, yeah. She was big. Yeah. But Miss Furs goes on to say, while I understand feeling betrayed by them telling her Mariah, she would be the only woman that shouldn't have been taken out on Nikki. Nikki was just taking the opportunity to do a job, just like Mariah. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's why, you know, neither one of the women should have been acting the way they were. Yeah. However... Especially with that big paycheck. If I was Nikki, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that check. Mariah's mad at you. I don't care. I don't care. I got, I got my money. Yeah. But the thing is where I think it's m- where if I was going to assign a percentage of fault which yeah. I'm not doing, uh-huh. allegedly. I would say Nikki is more at fault only because of the blow-up that we all saw on TMZ. The attitude. Like, the, she went berserk. Okay, if Mariah's sitting at the other end of the table and she's throwing shade at you, mm-hmm. you are all more well than welcome mm-hmm. to throw shade back. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Nikki doesn't have that talent, mm-hmm. so she can't do that. Mm-hmm. But what you don't do is throw a fit and threaten somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like an eye for an eye. Okay, if you're going to call me a this i'm gonna call you that or if Mm -hmm. you're gonna treat me this way i'm gonna treat you this way mariah never blew up mariah never screamed at this mariah never threw out like ridiculous threats or anything like that so that's why i say it's more of nikki's fault but that's my personal opinion yeah i don't think mariah shouldn't have been throwing shade to begin with honestly but Mm -hmm. it was what it was Mm -hmm. but to end all of this miss fierce goes on to say I love Mariah, but I have to tell it like it is, like it actually was through my eyes. I love Mariah, lamb for life, but I can't lie to I can't lie to love her. That's how I honestly saw the situation from outside and without bias. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I I can't say no, no. to that. Yeah. I think I think because this is such a tough, touchy situation and like there's so many viewpoints on it, mm-hmm. I mean nobody's ever gonna know be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's point is more correct than I agree. the others. I just I just have a microphone in front of my mouth. That's why it sounds like I, yeah. I have the authority, but I really don't. No, I think, you know, because it was so mysterious what was going on, like we don't know what the feud actually was and what, where it came from. Who knows? Really? Right. Well, the only thing we know is Mariah hated the time. Yeah. Unfortunately, Nikki and Mariah are no longer friends or Mm -hmm. what have you Mm -hmm. um and that's unfortunate but 
I'm fun. sure, you know, as time goes on, they're both going to be over it. And I'm sure they probably are. They have too much other stuff going on at this point. I'm kind of glad the whole idol thing is just ending. Yeah. We've talked about it. It's out of, out of the, uh, out, out of, we vented our right. thoughts on it. It's done. Yeah. We can wrap it up. It is what it is. Yeah. On to bigger and better things. We can move on, Lambs. We can go. That's it. Yeah. Um, but that is all for Lamb Mail. So yeah. we're going to wrap up this episode. Yep. We will be back next week for our final... Our season finale. Season finale. Oh, no. I'm scared. Ah, no, it's going to be tons of fun. It is. We're also going to finish up the conversation on Music Box. Yep. Yeah. And... New moments. Whatever new moments, they may be. Whatever might happen this week. And, you know, some festive stuff. So yeah. tune in next week. And thank, thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you so much. And we're getting excited for the finale. We love you profusely. Yes. Bye. Bye. We just want to thank our Lamely Meeting team, hosted by yours truly, Dan Enriquez, and Martin Burgess. Also, we want to thank our producer, Jarrah Steed, and our graphic designer, Sean Marks. Thank you.